Welcome to the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay. This is your positive path for spiritual living. I want to thank my friend Anthony Alvarez over here on the keyboard, uh, not only for this morning, but every Sunday. And I found out a little secret about Anthony that you may not be aware of, and that is that in addition to being a fine musician and a techie genius, he's also a stand-up comedian. And he shared a joke with me last week that I was just sitting down here earlier this morning thinking, this is the perfect joke for me to open the comments that I want to share with you today. It's a science joke, all right? Why should you never trust an atom? <laughs> because they're always making things up. Atoms make up everything, don't they? And I could use the same uh, comment regarding you and me as human beings. I'll tell you right now in this room this morning, if I were you, I would never trust another human being. What did you learn in church today, you say? Well, we learned not to trust another human being. It's because, my friends, human beings also are always making things up. We're making things up. And the things that we're making up we call... Reality. I've said many times, and I'll say it again this morning, the story you tell is the life that you live. The story you tell is the life that you live. And through our translations and our interpretations of what happens around us, we create a storyline. Each and every one of us is doing this moment by moment every day of our existence. You could say it's like a movie that we're authoring, that we're producing, that we're directing, and then we're throwing out onto the screen of our lives. The story you tell, the thoughts that you think, the beliefs that you accept, the concepts that you embrace are the means by which you are manifesting your experience of reality. So I ask you this morning, what's the story that you're telling yourself? What's the story that you're telling yourself as you walk through this life experience? For most of us, at least looking around the room, uh, we're adults, and we may pride ourselves on all of the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge and the acclamation we have accumulated throughout our human experience. But the reality of, is this. We're all for the most part, at this moment in time, products of our conditioned thinking. Our conditioned thinking. It's a process that began the moment we arrived on the planet. When we arrived, we were expressions of what co-founder of Unity, Charles Fillmore, referred to as pure being. We were expressions of pure being. More than humans doing, we were humans being. So it's an appropriate title. Now, what happened is, and what happens to all of us, is the moment we arrive on the planet, we are immediately surrounded by external influences, many of them to be authority figures in many cases, that give us instruction and guidance on what we should be, how others should be, and how the world should be. 
You start to get this conditioned mindset. It's truly unavoidable. And then as we progress through our lives in this conditioned mindset, okay, this is the way this is supposed to be. This is how this is. This is how this is. As we get more completely absorbed in that conditioned mindset, what happens is it begins to inevitably dysfunction for us. In other words, there'll come a point in your life when you're just walking merrily along your way in your conditioned mindset where things are clearly not as you think they should be or other people are not as you think they should be or you're not what you think you should be because you're not meeting up to the standards that have been established by your conditioned mindset that there's going to be a breakdown of some sort. And the breakdown feels terrible when you're going through it, but in reality, what's happening is you're being given an opportunity to liberate yourself from your own conditioned mind, from your own bias and influence upon yourself and your whole experience. You have a chance to change your storyline and find another storyline that works better for you. So you see, it's taken years, in my case, decades, for me to get firmly established in my conditioned mindset and for some people, as I understand it, they just wake up one morning and they're walking down the street and all of a sudden pew, they have an aha and they're liberated from their conditioned mind. That's like instantaneous awakening. But it uh, obviously hasn't been my experience. Perhaps it hasn't been yours either. And if there are any ones in the room who have had this experience and you are now enlightened, I should like to step down and invite you to come up. Okay, so it hasn't been my experience. My experience is I have to unlearn the conditioned mindset just about as slowly, it seems, as I got conditioned by it. So I need to find tools, techniques, practices, ideas that support me in this liberation from my conditioned mind so that I can change my storyline and thus change the production of my own movie in my life. So I find these behaviors, I find these practices, I find these philosophies, and I try them on. And when they work, I begin to allow them to break down my conditioned mindset so that I can move closer to the understanding of myself as an expression of pure being, pure light. We say that we are made in the image and likeness of God, my friends. And let me tell you this, the image and likeness of God is a state of perpetual free will. So I want to remind you this morning as you sit in this room, if you hear anything I'm saying and you disagree with it, good for you, more power to you. You're never in this room required to accept anything if it does not resonate at the core of your being as being true. If you have that, ah, that's good. Take it. If it's like, eh, I don't care, there's no right or wrong, you see, in what you bring into the sphere of your mind. There's no right or wrong. There's only what resonates with you, you take it in. We are agents of free will. And there's no two of us that are going to exercise that free will quite the same. Because every one of us is seeking to find our own way to be liberated from conditioned mind and return to pure being, pure essence. In unity, we call that the Christ. So we're gradually liberating ourselves, most of us, from this conditioned mindset. 
which is inevitably not going to serve us. We're gradually liberating ourselves, and what I want to share with you this morning is four, what I'm calling pillars of power. These four pillars of power for me, again, you got to find your own pillars here, folks, but hopefully if I share these four pillars with you, they will, even if you don't accept them or agree with them or incorporate them into your mindset, they will give you the license to find your own pillars. We all need to find our own pillars to stand solidly and firmly on. But these are four of what I consider to be the primary pillars of my life, um, spiritual in terms of spiritual growth. And I want to tell you before we get started that you stay with me through these four pillars because when I get through with the third, before I introduce the fourth, I'm going to share a special surprise with you, okay? So just sit tight and you don't have to worry about taking too many notes or anything this morning because you'll see when we get to the surprise. All right, pillar number one, awareness. Pillar number one is awareness. And they've created an affirmation for each of these different pillars. For awareness, I invest time daily to strengthen my awareness of infinite intelligence and creativity. I am receptive to the will and guidance of my pure being. See, the reason why the conditioned mind has become so influential in our daily experience is because that's where most of our attention is placed upon. Conditioned mind, you could even call it like autopilot, robotic thinking, you know, we don't, even, we don't even think about it. It's unconscious for the most part. It's just the way we naturally have trained ourselves to react to things. And what we're trying to do here is to redirect our attention from the conditioned mind into pure being. And the way we do that is to achieve a level of awareness, a level of objectivity, some distance between ourselves and what we are observing out here, all right? That's the objective. I love the teachings of Muji. If you're not familiar with Muji, I've brought him up in here a few times. You can find him on YouTube, M-O-O-J-I. His technique or his approach to meditation, contemplation, even prayer, is in one word this. Empty. E-M-P-T-Y, empty, to become empty. And it's really interesting how that idea is in direct opposition to what most of the conditioned mind tells us, which is we want to be full. We want to be complete. We want to have lots. We don't want to be empty because if we're empty, what good can we be to anybody, anywhere, ourselves or other people? But here's Muji's perspective. It is that we become empty by consciously and intentionally releasing the content of our mind. Sometimes we talk in spiritual circles about losing the mind, and we're not talking about going crazy, we're talking about getting sane. Remember that the conditioned mind is the source of our insanity and our craziness and our suffering. And the pure being, the state of pure being, is the freedom, the release, the liberation from that. So we want to get into this state of pure being by emptying ourselves. A phrase came to me not too long back. You know, unity is affiliated with a movement called New Thought. And it's called the New Thought Movement. There's even an international New Thought Alliance of which unity is associated with. That term was adopted in the late 1800s by people who were aware of the fact that they were 
adopting a new thought, a new idea, okay? I believe that we're on the verge of moving from new thought to no thought. He told us in church this morning to be thoughtless. <laughs> be the most thoughtless person you can possibly be. Thank you for being here this morning and have a wonderful day. Truly, be thoughtless. Let go of thinking. Stop thinking. The, the uh, Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu, told us, stop thinking and end your problems. And what he was talking about was stop, release thoughts. You can release thoughts. In the state of pure being, you're like the sky. Your thoughts, your feelings, and everything else in the physical realm of experience comes and it goes, like passing clouds, passing clouds. If you focus on the cloud, you will find it comes, a thought, an idea, a way of being, and it goes. Another one comes and it goes. What doesn't come and go? What stands in constant observation of this more objective reality? What can stand back and look at everything happening in your life from a distance? And that's your pure being. Release thoughts, release feelings, watch them come, watch them go. You become that which observes that which is passing. And you become empty, empty of thought, empty of feeling, empty of conceptualization, empty of intellectualization, empty of analysis, empty of judgment of any kind. You become empty. Now you are an objective witness to your external reality. And in that objectivity, you begin to free yourself. You begin the journey from the conditioned mind, which is constantly judging and analyzing everything, into this state of pure being. You can only do this by dedicating time throughout your day to consciously and intentionally strengthen your awareness of infinite intelligence and creativity. You see, my friends, this is it. We have something greater, something higher, something more expansive than our conditioned mind at work here. All of us in our true identity are direct conduits to infinite intelligence and creativity. You have direct access to that, but you can't access it if you're buried in analyzation and if you're buried in thought processes, judgmental processes. You got to release yourself from the conditioned mind, experience this sense of pure being, and it's a space of total freedom. And now you're going to be able to watch the parade, the carnival of your life as it moves about, and you're going to be free of attachment. You're not going to be finding your identity into it. And in so doing, you're going to be able to establish a greater space of peace. Single most important practice I've ever experienced. Some call it prayer. Some call it meditation. But it can happen just by your deciding, I'm going to be willing to recognize there is a level of consciousness, a level of creativity and intelligence that I have direct access to that I am, for the most part, not utilizing in my day-to-day decision-making processes. And I am open and receptive to the will and the guidance of this pure being. Pillar of power number two, alignment. And here's your affirmation. I am aware of my emotional response to the people and situations in my life. I honor all of my emotions as I seek to align them 
with spiritual principle. This begins by just becoming aware of your emotional reactions to everybody and everything that's taking place. Sometimes you're not even aware of them, but I guarantee you this, you're always having an emotional reaction to everything and to everybody. And if you seek to wake up to that, you're going to find that there's actually this endless train of judgmental commentary taking place within you in every moment. It happens all the time. It's not just there she is. It's there she is being exceptional or there she is being inappropriate based on some predetermined idea of what she ought to be based on my conditioned mindset. This is how she ought to be. So now you're judging according to criteria, standards that you've set up in your mind, consciously or unconsciously, and this is happening constantly. Uh, that chair needs to be a, just a little bit further over that way. I'm not sure we have six-foot distance here, and, you know, these flowers are nice, but these are not quite as uh, attractive as uh, those over there, and, and this could be this way, this could be that way, and that way. It's endless. It's a constant train. Judge, 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 right, wrong, good, bad. It's a constant train of judgment. Now, you become aware of that, and you can do something about it. You're not a victim to this train of constant evaluation and typically critically harsh judgment. It happened to me just this morning on my way to Temple Israel. Little old innocent me. Can you imagine me having a difficult experience of any kind? So I get in my car, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to be talking all about Getting, overcoming the, the judgmental train of thought that's constantly proceeding through my mind. And, and here I am, I'm in my car, I'm driving down 21st Street, and I'm on my way to the stoplight, which is not a stoplight, it's a green light. This is a good sign, it's going to be a great morning, it's going to be a great day, I'm on my way, here we go, pick up the pace so I don't miss the green light. And all of a sudden, I'm almost to the green light, almost to the intersection, and from my left, and by the way, I'm going to have a true confession here, Patience is not one of my virtues. Okay? So, to my left, here comes this dude, this child of God, you know, not even looking up to see that his light is red and my light is green. He doesn't even look up. He doesn't even look from side to side. He's just spellbound in his cell phone, and he's walking across the intersection very slow. And the light is green, and I'm thinking, it's green for me. His light is red. He doesn't get it. He's violating the rules. He's violating. Oh, he slows down even more right in front of my car. There's no way that I can progress any further. So slow. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> you know, give me a break. Look at the light. I'm right. You're wrong. You're violating my freedom here. Now, this may see, uh, be extreme, but if you really become aware of this train of, of, of reaction that you're having to everything, it's pretty severe, friends. It casts really harsh judgments on a lot of people, most especially you, when you're not living up to your own standard of the conditioned mind, you see. So a wonderful thing happened, though, because I knew I was on my way here, and I can't have a true confession without letting you know that I <laughs> saved my own soul. I found myself just cracking up. You see, I got to a place where I could see what was going on. Look at me. 
here's this guy, you know, so what if he should be looking at the traffic or the lights instead of his phone? So what if he should be progressing faster? It's really none of my business. That's just conceptualizations I've made up in my mind that I'm holding myself and him hostage to. I could just as easily liberate my... And when I got that, I thought, this is so funny. You know, Eckhart Tolle says um, that laughter always just snaps the ego out of existence. And I was just howling. I thought, there I go again. And I'm on my way to Unity of the Bay to preach a message about non-judgment. <laughs> Does it get any more ridiculous than that? I don't think so. Silly. Crazy. And this is endless, my friends. It's endless responses throughout the course of your day. Honor all of your emotions. It upset me. I can feel that it's okay, but do I want to stay there in a state of upset or do I want to align my emotional content with my pure being so that I can free myself from holding myself, him, the traffic light, the city of Miami, and everything else in a state of judgment? Because judgment is bondage. Judgment is bondage, no matter how justified you think you are in your judgment. In fact, hear me on this. The more certain you are that your judgment is accurate, the more you should stop in your tracks and try to access your pure being. Because that's just your own egoic nature trying to defend that you're right and somebody else is wrong. Of Course in Miracles tells us, would you rather be happy or right? Happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. All right, the third principle is appreciation. And this is, you know, one of my themes in life. I look for qualities to appreciate in myself, others, and my life situation. I effortlessly find what I am seeking and I give thanks for it. I've said, I think as recently as a couple weeks ago, you'll always find what you are looking for. What are you looking for? Well, I can't help it. I'm looking at all these things that are wrong with this situation and with this person and with this dynamic. Look, it's very clear. All these things are wrong. Yeah, okay, so all those things are wrong. And the more that you're sitting there focusing, looking at it, saying all of this is wrong, the more wrong everything becomes until it's wrong, 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 wrong. Instead of saying, I don't want to look for what's wrong. I want to look for what's right. I want to look for qualities in myself, other people, and in my life that I can appreciate. And you'll find the same rule is true. The more you focus on that which you are appreciating, the more it grows and grows and grows until your life. You see, we are doing this to ourselves, my beloved Unity on the Bay family. We are doing this to ourselves through the conditioning of our minds, which we have allowed, consciously or unconsciously, we've given it consent. And only we can change it. The content of your world, the story that you tell is your expression, is the life that you live, and only you can write that storyline. I was listening to Eckhart Tolle just this morning, and he gave a statement. He was talking about this young fellow that was aspiring to be enlightened, and he went to his guru and said, just tell me, tell me one thing here that I can do to liberate myself. Um, within the next five years, I'd like to be enlightened. And the guru sort of snickers. Yeah, <laughs> I laughed a little bit too. The, the guru sort of snickers, and he says, just hold this thought and say it all the time. Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Easy to say that when things are going well for you, when things are going according to your conditioned mind's idea of the way they should go. A little more challenging to say that 
when times are tough. Thanks for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. You know, if I can even land in that space, friends, for a, a few sacred moments, I have no complaint whatsoever. Wow. There's a piece of the liberation in that statement, my friends. No complaining. Makes me want to go home this afternoon and put signage all over my apartment that says, I have no complaint whatsoever. You see, this is the key to acceptance and acceptance. But I can't accept it. It's not right. Yeah. And that posture will hold you hostage to that. That's the way you're writing your story. As opposed to, I can do this differently. I'm not going to just try. Let's do an experiment. Just until you go to bed tonight, don't complain about anything at all. Mildred says, for how many hours? I don't know how many hours it is. It's a few hours. Don't complain. Complaining is putting energy into what you do not want, and then what you do not want will expand and grow. All right, now it's time for me to reveal the surprise of the morning. I want to thank our techno wizard marketing genius uh, and one of the best people on this entire planet, Jason Weeks, for coming up with the concept of this. Yeah, he's worthy of saying thank you to any day. Long-standing member of the Unity on the Bay team, he said to me when I gave him the title for this, he says, can we put these four pillars of power onto a graphic and make it available to everybody, um, both in the room and online? So if you're in the room or wherever you are, take out your cell phone right now. Dale Stein tells me you don't have to call it a cell phone anymore because that's the only phone there is. So take out your phone and text P-O-W-E-R, power, to 305-573-9191. Text power. P-O-W-E-R to 305-573-9191, and we're going to gift you with a beautiful graphic that has these four pillars of power and the affirmations that are being shared with you this morning. And I'm telling you, my friends, if it does resonate, if any piece or parcel of it resonates with you, um, print this out and keep it at hand because this is the stuff that will free you. These four principles, if you even adopt a single one of them and really commit to practicing it, you're going to be amazed at the results that follow. Now I've successfully succeeded in distracting everyone from the rest of this talk, so it's probably time for me to sit down. No, keep, keep doing that. Just listen to, listen, put yourself on autopilot to these words that I'm going to share. The final, the final pillar of power is application. And in some ways, this might be the toughest one. This is where sort of the rubber meets the road. You have to walk your talk. The affirmation is, I understand myself as an evolving being. I expect and welcome new insights, and I incorporate them into my lifestyle and behavior. In a word, my friends, what this is saying is you have to take new revelation when you receive it, say thank you for it, and then you have to do your best to live in integrity with it. It's not enough to talk about these principles. It's not enough to just ponder them and think about them. We want to integrate them into the very fiber of the being that we know ourselves to be, the pure being that we are knowing ourselves to be, remembering ourselves to be, so that we can live our lives as expressions of them. 
And the reality is this from my perspective. We are evolving beings. I am an evolving being. Will you say that with me if it feels so inclined? I am an evolving being. What does that mean? It means that life is not about arriving at the destination and then everything stops and you become crystallized and you no longer flow like the river of life will always insist that you flow. You're trying to be something and to attain something. And when you do that in this physical world, you can get your hands around it for a while, but it's not going to stay there forever because like those clouds, everything is coming and everything is going. You're evolving. You're not meant to stagnate. You're not meant to hold on to beliefs no matter how passionately you were clinging to them in years gone by. You're not meant to be clinging to them right now. You've got to let it go. You've got to constantly stand not in what you were yesterday, not even in what you were this morning, not even in who you were when you walked into this room a few moments ago. You've got to be what you are now, and what you are now is changing from moment to moment to moment to moment to moment. Don't crystallize yourself by trying to say, this is it. There will always be a new revelation waiting to make its way into your experience. There will always be something, somewhere, somehow, a person, a belief, a way of being that is done, ready to be released, because you're evolving, you're moving forward in faith. Don't hold yourself back. Friends, this is the cause of all suffering. Something finishes and something new is being born and we don't want to let go of what's done because we're afraid of what's coming. Instead of realizing this is all a divine conspiracy, I can let go of the way things have been. Let's don't ever pray to return to normal, my friends. Never pray to return to normal. There is no normal. There's only what's happening right now in this moment, constantly changing, constantly changing. And when you realize that, you liberate yourself. Now you can really be the pure being God intends you to be. Now you can be an evolving spirit that is contributing to your own spiritual fulfillment and enlightenment and the spiritual fulfillment and enlightenment of this entire human race. Woo. Reverend Chris, you brought it home at the end. That was awesome. That was awesome. I love the energy and I love the message. Thank you so much for that. For me, what really stood out was the, the importance of if you're going to make up a story anyways, if we're all making up stories about ourselves and about each other, let it be a story that empowers you, that frees you, and that connects you. That's what I got out of it. So... We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Positive Spiritual Living Podcast, brought to you by Unity on the Bay, a spiritual community located in Miami, Florida. Unity on the Bay is supported by the generosity of its community. If you'd like to make a donation or learn more about Unity on the Bay, please visit unityonthebay.org. You can also follow Unity on the Bay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for even more positive spiritual inspiration. Until next time, thanks for listening and many blessings. Namaste.